Welcome everyone to another episode of Digging Deeper. I'm Angie Pryor. I'm Danielle Kelly. I'm Antoinette Wheat. So today we have a new guest. Antoinette Wheat, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 57 years old. I'll be 58. You put your age on there. It's a blessing just to get here. (laughs) Um... Originally from another church, a lot of church hurt, ended up Chicago at Chicago West has been the best thing that has ever happened to me in life. Mm. Uh, I currently serve as one of the deacons here at Chicago West. I'm so grateful that they saw something in me that I did not see in myself. I have two biological children, four stepchildren, and I'm married. Yes. Wow. We're glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. You came a mighty long way. Could you believe that you would have, like, years ago been sitting at this table? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not in my wildest dreams. No. No. Because I didn't want to be seen. Mm. I just wanted to come. And when they said, you are loved, I was ready to go. (laughs) We're out. Yes. Deuces. Deuces. Look at you all in. So our um, our topic today is Pastor John's sermon from Sunday is crucified with Christ. Um, we're in our Mark series still. Follow follow me. Um, and it's uh, Mark eight twenty seven through nine one. And what I want to do is read the scriptures as we just like read the little part as we go through. through. So the first point he talked about was uh, their personal experience. Is their understanding of Jesus uh, based on personal experience or others' opinions? And can you read Mark um, chapter 8, verses 27 through 30? Okay. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him John the Baptist and others say Elijah and the others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Wow. So Pastor John's first point was, you know, our personal experience who Jesus is based on our personal experience or others' opinion. He asks his disciples in this in these scriptures, who do people say that I am? Everyone has has a, a take on who Jesus is, right? And so in verse 28, um, they began to tell Jesus like, oh, they say you're John the Baptist. They say you're Elijah. And, you know, others say that you're a prophet. But Jesus asked them personally, like he asked us today, but who do you say I am? Mm. And Pastor John was like, who is he to you personally? Because we're the disciples. Right. You know, who who um, is he to you personally? So the question that I have is that who is he to you personally? Now, I know you guys know him personally because y'all want to <laughs> so but like how is he revealing himself to you in this season like Ooh. who like who has he been in the past who has he revealed himself to be who is he now mm. to you who is he now mm. you're looking at me yeah. so I guess <laughs> I was like I guess our guest is not going first today <laughs> Hmm. Who is he to me in this season? This season. Um, master. That's what came <laughs> We're always singing from here. Um, I would say master and father. Mm. Abba father. And a lot of y'all know my story. My dad was not in my life. Uh, he left me when I was in the second grade and I have a relationship with him now, but um, I had a very difficult time relating to God as um, Abba Father. And this is a season, even though he's done a lot of healing in me, that he's like, I'm your daddy. Like, I don't know the feeling of, um, 
I see my sons climb up on their daddy's lap. Mm -hmm. Or I was just watching this show where this guy yesterday was on a kayak with his daughter and they were just having such a fun time. And I'm like, I have no idea what mm -hmm. that's like. Wow. And I'm in a season where, where God is like, I am your father and I wanna teach you that. I wanna teach you how to like come to me and be in my presence and be on, sit on my lap mm -hmm. and, and let me hug you. And it's crazy cause he's invisible, but he's not. Yeah. And he does it in very tangible ways. Like, yeah. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or just with you, but I was having a really difficult time last month and I was crying in the bed early in the morning and then my sons heard me. Mm. And I had told my, I told my husband, I was like, I just, I need a hug. So he hugged me, but then my one son hugged me. Then, then he came and hugged me and put his face like right on me. And I was crying so hard. Like when I try to help him self-regulate, I'm like, let's breathe, mm -hmm. breathe in, breathe out. So he was like, mom, breathe, breathe with me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, let's try that again. And then Judah came and then he like got on and hugged me and put his arms around me. And in that moment I was like, this is what it's like to get a hug from God. Mm -hmm. Like it was a tangible, I knew God was using my family to hug me. Mm -hmm. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so what was you? that question again? <laughs> I know, I said like, so much. Like, like, who is God to you in this season? Like, I know you know him personally mm -hmm. because I know you, but, but what is he doing? He's protecting me. Ooh. Um, I'm in a season where I feel like I'm not protected sometimes. Yeah. Um, when you deal with situations in life, people have a tendency to want to jab at you mm -hmm. and they think that you need them. Mm -hmm. And once I see God as my protector, I can then say, even to the enemy, you have no hold over me. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you do to me, you can't hurt me. So I have to daily ask God to continue to protect me because if I don't, I'll think about the opinions of others. Ooh, that's such a good word. Yeah. So wow. that's where I am. Oof. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take both of y'all. But I think um, just like, like in this season, he's revealing himself as a healer. Not just like physical healing, but inner healing. Mm -hmm. And I think inner healing to me is more valuable than physical healing. Yeah. It is. Yes. Because, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I can feel myself allowing uh, things, you know, things that I would have been upset about last year this time just kind of roll off me. Mm -hmm. um, being able to like release things and forgive quicker mm -hmm. and just give people grace mm -hmm. and, and having self-compassion right. for myself. And I and that's inner healing. That's um, me not beating myself up. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that is the big thing. And father. And yeah. father too. Because I, I too. can see yeah. like, I can see where he's like, you know, saying to me, daughter, give yourself that same grace. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm realizing in this season is like, I don't give myself a lot of grace. I don't have a lot of self-compassion. So I am focusing on that. And that's what the Lord has, has got. Like he, he has me focused on that, yeah. you know? So, so that's why I am in this season. So I, I love, I love this, uh, particular, um, um, choice, personal experience, or other experience. And what really stuck out to me was when um, Pastor John says, the depth of your commitment to Jesus will only go as deep as your understanding of who he is. Mm -hmm. And remember, so true. Mm -hmm. when, when Jesus asked Peter, um, uh, he he asked the disciples, who, who am I to you or whatever? And Peter said the Christ, but then Pastor John mentioned, Peter said the right thing. Like mm -hmm. we always have the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. But when push comes to shove, this was this when is, them trials. Yeah, he, he, he was like, but when the when the handcuffs came, he was like, I don't know the man, right? So this is one of the things that I wrote down 
that really stuck out. Your situation will expose your theology. Ooh. Oh, that was so good. Did he say so that good. or did you say that? No, he said oh, okay. that. That was that so good. And, and it's so good. Oh, so say good. that again. Your situation will expose your theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing for us because going back to the last um, sermon, he talked about sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So situations, trials in life expose where we are, but it also gives us the opportunity to to walk in the right way. Right. Right. Um, I thought about too, Psalms 119 and 71. It says, I would I was it was good for me that I have been afflicted Ooh. that I may learn your statutes. Mm-hmm. Afflictions help us to learn mm-hmm. to walk in the heavy, heavy. Did you feel it? Yeah, but we'll, we'll see that. What mm-hmm. a scripture is that says he learned obedience by what he suffered. Isn't that in Hebrews about Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By what he suffered. So I'm just like, the obedience has come to us through the trials. Yeah. And think about it, Daniel. Haven't you grown more through your trials? Yes. Right? Let's talk about it. Oh, let's talk, <laughs> talk about, about it. Talk about a time in your life where you were just going through hell. I don't even have to go that far back. <laughs> <laughs> but today, aren't you glad you went through that? Oh, my gosh. I can't even. I can't. I can't even. <laughs> I can't. Like, what you said, it just hits so close to home because I'm like, I went through hell last year. Like, mm-hmm. it was freaking bananas <laughs> it just would not stop mm-hmm. and I just remember when you talked about what that quote of it will touch your theology you know I'm like I made it through 2020 I didn't fall away <laughs> I didn't fall away like the other people I yeah. made and then I felt like last year Satan came for the jugular he mm-hmm. was like I'm coming for everything near and dear to you y'all is hot in here and we're just trying to keep the window closed <laughs> For sound, menopause is real. So this is we're sacrificing for this thing right here. But yeah, like I look. Oh gosh, I I'm trying to hold back my tears. You know, like last year was one of those times where I was like, who else do I have but you? Who else do I have but you? Where else can I turn to? Because everywhere I'm turning, all my safety mm-hmm. has been gone. Mm-hmm. And like, I love my husband, I love my pastor, but there was a point last year where I couldn't depend on him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that was heavy for me to, to realize because my father wounds that, you know, he is dependable, but I am stronger. Like, I'm still healing from the train wreck of last year, but I am a lot stronger. Like I'm like, okay, he is who he says he is. That's what I learned. Like I knew that he was a deliverer, but you don't know that he's a deliverer until you're in the dark pit (laughs) and there is no way out. And he literally comes and lifts you out. Yeah. And the fact that I can still like do ministry and still move, like just put one step in front of the other, I'm like, that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Here's what I see. Come on. You. <laughs> Come on, friend. Encourage your sister. <laughs> this is what I see. I see you doing ministry more stronger. You are a stronger one. You, you be like, Come on, let's do it. Before you was like, Nah, I don't. But it's not like that no more. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. No you just you just a stronger woman of God. You willing to step out? I think out you're walking more. in the steps of Danielle right now. Your silliness. You let all of that mask who you really were, and you came like you did stronger. Wow! Because you're free. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God, y'all see that? Yeah. I feel like after when you go through a trial and you come out and you're like, okay, God is real, realer than real. I'm just like, what a, What the heck do I have to lose mm-hmm. right, at this point? Right, right. Like, I didn't lost a lot at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, what else do I have to lose? And like, the type of trials that I went through last year, y'all, Satan is so real. Mm-hmm. He is realer yeah. than real. Mm-hmm. And he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. 
And what I experienced last year was Satan literally trying to kill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if I have to crawl mm -hmm. and claw to do what God has for me, yeah. I'm going to do it yeah. because he will not win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yes. What about you? Did you get a little emotional? I did. <laughs> <laughs> when you was like, he came to steal, kill, I thought about destroying. But in that same scripture, he came that you may have yeah. life. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> and that more abundant yeah. life. Of, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what we scripture. have to remember. Because, yeah. yeah. like, when we're in the spiritual attack, it's like, man, Satan is heavy. But no, God is greater. And mm -hmm. that's what I learned. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead I can't remember exactly what I just said, the, the uh, question, but it was something like going through the fire. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. Coming out. So I, you all don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The third time was the charm, but I've been married three times. Um, and just sitting in transparency, I was a girl that didn't have a dad. So mm -hmm. a mother that worked nights, just trying to make ends meet, did the best she could. Um, so I was a girl that wanted the wedding. So I can tell you verbatim, my first marriage was because I wanted the big wedding. Mm. So I had the big wedding with a gazillion people in it, the beautiful white dress. The second time I married was for love. And I loved him. Mm -hmm. But he didn't love me like I loved him. Ooh. He loved heroin more than he loved me. Mm. And that was the darkest period in my life. Nothing has ever superseded that. Not only did I have to deal with a drug addicted husband, I also had to deal with a cheating husband. Mm -hmm. So when I tell you I thought I was in the abyss and I wasn't going to survive, I really thought I wasn't going to survive. Wow. Uh, I knew that there were a lot of people praying for me, but I knew also that I didn't have the support system that I needed. So I felt like an island alone. Although people were saying they were praying, it's nothing like I found here. Mm. And that's a lot of my regret, a lot of my hurt, is because at my age, I wish I was where you all are. Mm. And I'm not. Mm. Um, but God knows everything, right? And he knew that Antoinette would find a place called Chicago West before mm -hmm. Chicago West was even formed. Mm -hmm. You know how they say he formed it in your belly? Yeah. Like he knew. And there were times where people had to bring me food for my kids. I used to have to hide my purse, jewelry. I would take it to work. Like I was, at, and I still try to make this marriage work because why? I'm a Christian woman mm -hmm. and you're supposed to make this work. Mm -hmm. And I just did a lot of things without praying. Mm -hmm. Chicago West is a pray now church. Mm -hmm. Like you can say something, people be like, let's pray. Where I come from, we're no praying. It was praying at the altar and that was about it. Mm -hmm. But for me to be walking transparency back then, they all knew. They all knew he was a drug addict mm -hmm. and he was in the church. He was a musician. So like that was the darkest period of my life and God turned that thing around and the sun has been shining ever since, mm. but it still rains a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I still have things that I want God to do mm -hmm. through my husband that I have now. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a great provider, but I need him to love God. Mm -hmm. And that's just some of the aches and pains that I deal with now as a, a woman in this culture, you know? Yeah. Because I look at everybody else's and their husbands are here and that hurts. Mm. Like that really hurts. Like when you talk about seeing a kid sitting on their dad's lap, I've never had that. So mm. I made a lot of mistakes, mm. you know? So the one goal I had, Angie, was making sure my kids knew who they did. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna know who your daddy is. You're gonna know who your daddy is. Right. Good or no good. Right? <laughs> But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for your transparency. Y'all. Yeah. 
don't know. Yeah. How huge that I can't. I'm like, is she really telling this on camera? Oh. But that's the whoa. What strength yeah. and like. Right. I know that there are some women mm -hmm. that are at different stages mm -hmm. that are hearing this and you just minister to them. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, and need to know that this life, it's not gonna be perfect. Mm -mm. Even as a Christian, mm -hmm. even as a Christian, we make mistakes. You know, mm -hmm. we're yeah. like Peter. <laughs> yeah. If you can Jesus and stuff. Um, I would say for me, uh, what was the question? <laughs> so, so what? So if I remember right, it's just with that when those trials like come. When, yeah. So when when God when God uh, allows trials to come in your life and you come out on the other side, I think for me it's it's always I'm always going back to some type of sickness or some type of healing, and even though today. You know, I still have a physical sickness. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have uh, some inner inner uh, healing to go, but I'm definitely not. Like, I would say last year too, <laughs> I went through like a huge, just like a huge um, trauma uh, triggers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, God, why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this? But today, I thank God for allowing me to go through those things because I get to deal with stuff in my life now that I that that hurt me before I was 10. Mm. And here I am, 50, dealing with those things, but better late than never. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, so... Um, yeah, so I, I thank God for the affliction. I thank God for even the times when, when I'm when I'm sick, it gives me the compassion to really pray for others mm -hmm. who are in my situation. Others like that woman who's going through cancer. When I when I saw like the situation, her situation, it was like I knew her. Mm -hmm. It was like the compassion was there because of what I'm going through. Yeah. If I don't, if, 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 if I never experienced sickness where I'm like up all night sick, I might not have that compassion for her. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, that's how I look at it right now. Wow. So I want to share this. I, um, we've been talking about Richard Pope, um, the last few, um, episodes. I actually listened to the podcast yeah, and I, I thought too. about you because he, you, you listen. Yes. She's my terminal. Yes. 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 I've been listening to it's it. so okay. good. I so, listened to it all in one day. Yes. yes. So I did I. Stop. So did I. <laughs> yeah. And I thought about Angie because he talked about how he will preach. And sometimes like right before he preaches or right after he's throwing up. Yeah. 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 Like he's showing up in his weakness and his affliction. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Angie. Like just showing up and she in pain and hurting and yet the gospel like mm -hmm. his in his affliction god's using yes. that for the gospel to go forth so i just wanted to share that with you wow mm -hmm. that's so good that's so good mm -hmm. so moving on uh we're going to the second the second choice that pastor john talked about is are you going to set your mind on the things of God or on the things of man? And that's found in 8, 31 through 33. You ready? Yep. And he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after these three days, rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, <laughs> get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Wow. God, we thank you for your word. <laughs> right? <laughs> so so uh, Jesus is now expanding the, uh, the disciples in our understanding of what the role of the Messiah is. And that's the son of man. And Pastor John talked about uh, what the Son of Man means and everything. By including the rejection and suffering, Jesus preached the gospel to his disciples. And look at Peter's response. Peter rebuked 
Jesus, right? He was all proud with it too. Right. <laughs> Let me pull you aside. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to do it in front of nobody. So, so when Pastor John um, talked about what that word rebuked meant, mm-hmm. I was like, dude. <laughs> but also, instead of like judging Peter in my head, I was like, God, how do I rebuke you? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't necessarily go up to God and be like, you know, I rebuke you, but our actions, mm-hmm. our actions say what you say is best for me is not best for mm-hmm. me. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever had a <laughs> You know what? I ain't even going to ask, have you ever had a time? Because I know you have. Yeah, I know we you all have. have yeah. We all had a time in our lives. Well, can you think of a uh, of a time or even of, of a situation? It don't even have to be you where where Jesus was rejected and rebuked because he gave us the hard truth. Actually, here, here's the question. Do you lean more toward the things of God or the things of man when forced with a hard situation or a hard truth? Because that's what he had. Jesus gave them the hard truth. Like, like. He, he rebuked Jesus because he loved him. It was his emotions and his human thinking that made him say, listen, dude, you ain't going mm-hmm. well. You ain't, right? going, you ain't doing no suffering. Right. You ain't dying. <laughs> and you know what I thought about, too, is like even our relationship as friends. And we like if we if you have a situation or I have a situation we be want to fight. Take these earrings off. Who is playing? Like, we don't want our loved ones to go through. If right, you told me right. something that somebody said, whatever, I'll be ready. Like, where is she? West Side. So you remember when we entered that season? When you all weren't here, it was the same thing. Like, y'all better not say nothing. <laughs> Nobody has nothing to say, right? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? But that was that was that was human thinking. Right. Yeah. That was that was our emotions. Yes. So I would say for me, I'll answer that question first. Okay, good. Because I, I wasn't me, ready. I think I think that now I will lean, I will, I will lean more of the human side. Like I do. I just I'm just being honest. Yes, like yes, yeah. like I, I would lean more and I and I wanna be different. Like I want to yes. I wanna consider God first. But he be like number third, you know, number three. I be like, okay, God, I'm here. Because <laughs> I've been beat up sad and so mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's that's me. Oof. But but this this we can answer this question. This question came from um Ethan from um the message curriculum. Like Peter, our spiritual eyes are often blocked by our emotional or cultural responses. <sighs> this passage shows the difference between the things of God and things of humanity. How do you determine which is which in your life? The things of God or the things of man how do you determine which is which in your life well generally my first response i know ain't god yeah <laughs> and I think and i'm just gonna be right. real yeah. i'm just like oh lord because i just be one yeah <laughs> yes yeah so i think a lot of times i can determine it by um how quick i am with something, mm-hmm. if I'm I'm quick to respond, I'm like Jesus is generally not in that. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, I think that that's that's a way to determine. And oh, here's another thing: is if it's I know that um, I'm going like the things of man or myself when it's self-focused like when I'm not even thinking about the other person when I'm not thinking about God I'm just like what it I'm just all in the mirror looking Mm -hmm. at myself it benefits you more than it benefits right right right. yeah I think as you get older as you start like I'm on top of the mountain you know transitioning (laughs) (laughs) you ain't transitioning yeah I hope not down the mountain that's what I mean not out of here because I ain't ready (laughs) but um your your thought processes change a little bit so I veer more towards God Mm -hmm. than I do trying to please myself 
And again, I credit it to a lot of the teaching that I'm receiving now. Mm. So when I enter into conversations where I have to deal with the opinion or man of God, before I speak, I take a deep breath, I analyze. My husband always says, sometimes it's good to be seen and heard. <laughs> so I analyze everything before I speak, because at this age, I don't have anything to lose. Mm. So, and that's just how I see it. I did my thing back in my day when I was y'all age. I did everything against God. It's time to live for him now. Mm. So mm -hmm. I try to veer more towards him because what did I say at the beginning? I ask him to protect me. I want him to be my protection. Mm. So when I'm working for him, I know he's going to protect me. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do to me. God has promised me that he'll protect me. That's why I love Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you to be yeah. strong? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if he commanded us, that means we don't have a choice. Right. So I hold firm to his word. Leave me. He'll bring somebody else in to take make up the difference. <sighs> See, that's what age will do now. <laughs> that's what age will do. Mm, that's good. Pastor John says one of the ways that Satan uses us to be a stumbling block to the work of God and others is by making temporal achievements our highest pursuit, the things of man. Um, and that's what y'all just talked about. Satan is content with you going to church, reading your Bible, mm. if your motivation and pursuits throughout the week are rooted in the things of man uh, or this world and not the things of God. Mm -hmm. So um, this is another question. Um, wait, no, I ain't gonna read that question. This question, Pastor John said, what gets you out of bed every day? And you told us, what is your life about? What is the purpose of your life? And he always reminds us that the purpose of our life is to love God and to know him and to help others do the same. And he mentioned uh, Philippians 3 and 8. Mm -hmm. Can you read that? Yeah. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to our next. Uh, our next choice is the cross or comfort. Can you read? <laughs> Was it as silent as all get out on Sunday? During that sermon? Yes. It was quiet. That sermon, man. It, it, it was just a blessing. Can you read um, chapter 8, 30, 34 through 9, 1? Yep. And calling the crowd with his, I'm sorry, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of whom will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels? And he said to them, truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So this, this <sighs> choice is the cross. Do we choose the cross or do we choose comfort? Mm -hmm. And so um, it says, come after me, deny himself, take up your cross and follow me. And so what really, really stuck out to me in this sermon was what Pastor John said here. The cross that Jesus is talking about is not the trials of life. Yes. Right? Yes. Because that's, that's I know that's it. what I've been that's taught. That's what Yeah. That's yeah. what I've been taught. He's referring to all that comes with denying yourself for his sake. All the suffering that comes mm -hmm. with obedience. And he, he talked about like, are you willing to be misunderstood? Like, are you willing to be spit on? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to be rejected and abandoned by family, friends, and people you love mm -hmm. because of your obedience to Christ? Are you willing, Daniel? <sighs> Look, you know what I thought about um, when I first got saved? Like, I remember it was 
supposedly save people all around me. <laughs> but it was it was weird because I was like, well, we ain't supposed to be doing this. We ain't supposed to be, you know, smoking reefers and going to the riverboat and stuff. But I got persecuted. I was like, what's going on? I was like 20, 25 or 22, something like that. And I really was like, these people, my mm. family was really coming against me because of righteousness. But I thought that's how we supposed to live. Mm-hmm. What about y'all? Did you have did y'all have those experiences mm. younger? I, I could younger? tell you something that happened last year, Father's Day weekend. Left church, went to my sister and my brother-in-law house. They were doing a barbecue. And so they asked for prayer. So I prayed. And as I was praying, I guess they were mocking me in a sense. Oh. Yeah. And so I've learned. And, you know, I, I struggle with praying in public you know, because sometimes I feel like I don't sound like other people sound. Mm-hmm. So God is constantly validating me, letting me know that you pray in your language. Right. I hear your heart. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. Not the words that you're saying, because I, I already know before you say it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was praying. And when I was done, people were coming, telling me, saying, they were saying, you prayed too long. You did this too long, but you, you did pray, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, but God has constantly been dealing with me with that. Just about a couple of weeks ago, my mom and my sister, we went to a restaurant and the hostess, she shared with me that her dad died mm-hmm. and how she had just started working at that restaurant. And God spoke to me instantly and say, pray for her. Yeah. I pray for her right there. So God is constantly pruning me in that area where people, I started saying, you take God as a joke now, but you'll need him. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that prayer is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've just been navigating through that. So now I find myself just, it doesn't matter what you think, mm-hmm. you know, it's Amen. not the opinion of man. Go right. back to the first choice. Right. But what God wants us to do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, well, it's there's a question for that. Um, okay, good. Uh, one of the ways that the major, <laughs> one of the major major ways we miss the things of God is by seeking out comfort instead of the cross. Do you believe that living the cross way, dying to self, serving others, is better than living comfortable? Comfortably. Comfortably. Yes, comfortably. I think I said that right. <laughs> it is okay. comfortably. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, of course, of course, mm-hmm. of course. That's that's what we do. But it's easier said than done. But you know what I thought about? What I wrote. There's a price to pay on both sides. Yeah, there is. There's a price to pay to live com- in your comfort. comfort. Like sin only lasts a season. Yeah, yeah. It does. There's yeah. A, it's a high price. <laughs> yeah. It's what a say higher, pay now or pay later, yeah. right? <laughs> right. It's, a, it's a higher price. Yeah. To pay, and so that's. I feel like that's the way we got to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the price that we have to pay on the other side that when we decide to walk in sin, that we decide to please our flesh, we're going to pay. Mm-hmm. We just are. It's just, it's the smallest thing to the, to the largest things. So, and how can, how can we choose the cross this week? Mm. How can we... Ugh, this this part, you know how quiet I've been yeah. on this one. It's mm-hmm. really tearing me up. Well, Oof. one of the things that that I realized and that I, you know, I I know throughout the year, but it's like every time I realize it, it's new. You gotta be in the word. You mm-hmm. gotta be abiding. That part. When yeah. you abiding, yeah. conviction, it seems like when you abiding, conviction comes quicker and you're able to make the right decision quicker mm-hmm. when you're abiding but when you slacking on being in the word you will not choose the cross mm-hmm. you will choose your flesh every time mm-hmm. it's okay. just like if you constantly listen to circular music right in your sleep, you will hear that same circular music playing. But if you in the word and if you listen to Christ-centered music, 
I promise you, every morning I wake wake up, and I used to under, I didn't understand what the young folk, mm-hmm. the old folks used to say. I woke up this morning with my mind mm-hmm. stayed on Jesus. Jesus. The only way you can do that is being in the Word. If you have it conflicted, then your mind does a lot of other things, and it yeah. ain't so Christ focused. So for me, again, love this place. Yeah. I I really I really do. Praise God. Praise God. Because it has grown me by leaps and bounds. I have learned to be quiet when I want to speak. I've learned to listen to the voice of God, even when I don't want to hear him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. You want me to be quiet while they're going off on me? Really? That's what I don't know. But it is such a a precious time in my life right now, even Mm -hmm. for me. Because if nobody in my family has ever saved, God plucked me out of an unsaved family. Mm. Nobody in my house was saved. Wow. So I've always been the ambassador for Christ. You know, I even told my mother, I wish I could do the things that I see other people doing. She said, no, you're different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to hold on to that difference when you're the only one. The only one. It's like you're sinking and swimming. Yeah. So God knew what I needed when I needed it. It just took a long road for me to get here. Yeah. But he finally brought me here. And I'm so grateful. That's how come I have no problem with being transparent. God called me to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You can't hurt me. What are you going to do? Yeah. I've already been hurt. Right. And I think the thing with transparency is like so many Christians are struggling or had our same struggle and when we don't open up we we don't realize like there's others and how Christ can minister to us in that yeah um what about you sister Ooh, this one is really I think when he preached it I was like oh this is hard this is something that being in ministry that I'm This ain't no trial. It's just like a way of life where Mm -hmm. God is like, Mm -hmm. are you going to choose the cross or comfort? Mm -hmm. So the very first time I ever taught to the women of Chicago West, I taught about loving to the end and Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And recently the Lord brought me back to that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oof, this is hard because comfort wants me to stay in bitterness and anger and be like, I ain't washing nobody's feet. Mm -hmm. Stay dirty. (laughs) Stay dirty. (laughs) But then when I think back on John 13, I believe that's the passage. It's like, it said, Jesus knowing who, where he had been, where he was going and something else. He he like took, like derobed, knelt down and then washed their feet. Mm -hmm. And I just am like, how can I in pride be like, I'm not doing this yeah. when my savior, who is, who is God, who is God, like humbled himself and put on flesh. Mm. Like that, we talk about it on Christmas, like it's something so small, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, Jesus was born, but it's like, he's the God of mm-hmm. the universe. Yes. Choosing, choosing to humble himself and take on the form of his creator. Like mm-hmm. he created us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to see him. Wash the feet of Judas, Mm -hmm. knowing that like right after that, Judas was going to go and betray him. Like to wash the feet of Peter after they had been through so much. And that Peter was going to deny him. And then after the resurrection, he makes Peter breakfast. Like, yes, yes. It's just, it's, it's hard. Cause as much as my flesh wants to rise up and call injustice or, or just be like, I'm tired of being mistreated mm-hmm. for the gospel. Like I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reminded like, well, my savior went through it and I'm not above him. And like, I have to partake in his suffering. Yes. And that's, Ooh. that's where I get to know him deeper. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think for me in this season of my life, this is, it was hard to hear on Sunday, but it's harder to even sit here and discuss it. Like yeah. it's hard to be like, okay, mm-hmm. am I, 
I think the hard part is like, am I going to continue to be re- like, how much rejection can I endure? Yeah. And it's like, I need to rephrase that of like, it's not about how much it's like, I'm going to endure to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm going to love to the end. Right. But that's the thing of like the hard part of like, am I willing to continue to be, I guess misunderstood, but the rejection piece is hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That is hard. That yeah. is hard when you you lose friends, you lose family, church members, whatever. Like having to stay in a constant state of rejection is hard. I told John, I think we said that this morning. I said, I don't think people that are not in our position in leadership, like everybody deals with rejection. Everybody deals with loss, but the amount of loss and rejection and conflict that we're constantly in. I'm like, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience this level until we were in this position. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's hard. And then one last thing and then I'll be quiet. Okay. <laughs> but I told John too, I was like, it's hard when I think about like Jeremiah, when God was like, you're going to go preach mm-hmm. and they're going to reject you. And, you're, and if you don't do what I say, this is what's going to happen to you. I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. he told him up front, yeah. I'm just finding out as I'm going. Yeah. Like, could I really continue in obedience like Jeremiah? Like, there was, it was going to cost him either way. Like you said, yeah. mm-hmm. if he was going to disobey God, God was like, I already told you what's going to happen. <laughs> But since you go, like, this is what I'm calling you to do. And this is the price that you're going to pay to follow me and proclaim my word. And they still not going to listen to you, but you're still going to go. That's hard. That part. I'm like, so I still got to (laughs) go. He's like, regardless. But then I sit here with you and hear you talk about the impact of Chicago West. And I'm just like, yes, God. I was just going to mention yeah. the 10%. The 10%. The 10%. That's right there. And But sometimes we just want to focus on the, oh, the, the 90. 10%. No, we focus on the 10%, but it's the 90. It's the 90. It's like okay. 10% that's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90. The 90 is the, the 90 yeah. we need to focus on because the Antoinette is the 90% yes. of people that are like being impacted. Yeah. Like you're like, my life has changed. And you're right. like, praise God. So worth it. Yeah. So that is anyway. Wow. And you, Chicago West has even impacted people that just it's just too far of a drive. Mm-hmm. They would love to have this place where they are, right? Yeah. I know people like, I got a call from a young lady. She moved from here. She's the reason why I'm here. Mm. And she moved to D.C. So she called me and she's really struggling. And I told her, I said, go and listen to Pastor John's sermon. I think it'll help you a lot. Mm -hmm. And we talked for like an hour just encouraging her. And I've never, ever saw myself in a place Mm. to be able to minister. Oh, you be ministering. So so (laughs) you sure do. And and I told her, I said, can I just be honest with you? I said, you cut your nose off to spite your face. I said, that's what John's sermon is about. Like you focus so much on what was happening over there to you just looked at the the picture half empty. Mm. You should have looked at it all the way all the way and so now she wants to come back and i say he talked about bags i say she called herself a fool Mm. she said i would have to be a fool to leave this job Mm. i say john just talked about the bag oh the bag the bag because that that's all satan Mm -hmm. god is going to provide for you if you have faith and trust it's only you anyway you don't have kids so just make the move. Come back home because I miss you. <laughs> Come on. Your family misses you and you haven't connected to a church. Yeah. And it's been two, three years. Yeah. So it's time. It's God time. is going to provide. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. <sighs> well, uh, he says this one last thing. In what ways are you able to break away from the idols of conflict this week? And for me, that's just abiding, being in the word. When you was talking, I was thinking about Psalm 119, that's where I'm at. Um, and how, why David, every verse in that 176 verses, mm-hmm. 
was focused on the word in some way. And I'm like, why did he pray all this? Because he knew that that was important for him, that he would be in that word and that that word would lead and guide his mm -hmm. life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that, that's it. Like, that's, yeah. that's how we break the idols. Mm -hmm. yeah. We break the idols back. Being in the word of God. Mm -hmm. I think it's sitting still. in his presence. In his, yeah. Mm -hmm. In addition, right. like what I thought about is like behold. Like I need to behold him. Because yes. when I truly behold God and who he is, like there is no comparison. Right. Right. There's nothing that compares to you. Like, yeah, you are greater. Then all of this trash, because yeah. it's trash. Yes, it's, it's trash compared to him. Yeah, right, right. Yes. And we can't, we can be in his. When I when I say be in his word, I mean just be in him. Him, yeah. Like be be in him. Listen to him. When I I pray all 176 of the verses, and I was just weeping. Mm. Like like it was almost like the more I prayed it, the more I felt the spirit of God, like, Lord, I want this. I desire your word to walk in your word, to walk in you. Mm -hmm. We cannot, he said, he says somewhere in this uh, sermon that we can't separate God from his word. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people do, mm -hmm. but that's not what we doing. <laughs> exactly. Because his word is who he is. He's telling you, he's <laughs> exactly. like, you want to know about me? Right. Read my word. Not uh, the podcast, how he talked about going Oh, not the podcast. Media, the pod. yes. That was so good. That was so good. so good. Sorry, y'all. I thought about all podcasts. This ain't enough. Not enough for you. Please go look at the sermon because it's way better, yes. you know. So we're going to pray uh, Hebrews 11 and 26 over us. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be done. Okay. Well, I was thinking Antoinette, since, oh, the, enemy yeah, trying to, oh, yeah, Antoinette. since the enemy be trying to come for her <laughs> prayers. This is the scripture. He prayed this He prayed this uh, over us too. So okay. the Lord lead you. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Yeah. God, I thank you for these women that you've placed in my life, that mentor their lives after you, that are shaping their lives after you. I thank you for the pouring out of your Holy Spirit during this yes, time. Lord. I thank you for the, sh the tears that has been shed during mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you for the honest conversation. Mm -hmm. I ask that you would continue to be a blessing to this podcast so that it can bless others. And God, let us continue to walk in who you have called us to be. Mm -hmm. Never let us be ashamed of the gospel. Never let us look towards man, but let us look to <laughs> you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. People walk through saying, won't he do it? Won't he do what? Let us just lean into you, God. Let us do away with all of the sayings of this world mm -hmm. and let us say the things that are in the word. But how do we know what's in the word if we don't get into the word? Mm -hmm. So let us continue to dive deeper into what you would have for us to do who you have called us to be, and what you want us to do. I ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, well we are done. And as we say at Chicago West, you, you are loved. loved.